The following is a conversation. It has the features of any conversation, such as imperfectly expressed thoughts, ill-considered opinions, and the notions of several sleep-deprived brains. Try not to get your stethoscope in a twist about it. Let's begin. Oh, do oh let's. Boy. I don't know. Let us begin. Welcome back to the Short Code Podcast. It's a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. Nothing is recording. What? This is going great. <laughs> Off to a good start. No. I really came yeah. in saying that, like, the universe had great energy today, and Dave's kind of, like, tanking it right now. Well, no, like, I The mean, universe has great energy. That has nothing to do with Dave. Dave can <laughs> make his mistakes. No, I, the oh. edited version of the show hardly ever shows my, my mistakes. Oh. <laughs> Wait, you don't keep in you mispronouncing your own name, like, three Look. weeks in a row? Wait, have you seriously done that? Not my own name. I do stumble over Last my... Week you it's not a mispronouncing. It's more like... I am, I am Dov Otler. Dov Eatler. <laughs> Last week Jeez. you messed up your own name on the sign Yeah, but that's because I was full of <laughs> disgusting drinks. I don't know who did that. I don't know who gave you so many gross things to drink. What, what did you drink? We did, really a, little, we did a little trivia game. If people got their answer right, I had to drink, which... Turned out to be not a good idea for my gastrointestinal tract because it was things like vinegar well, and you picked it. Oh, it really was vinegar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was nasty. Oh God! It was in a small cup and everything was warm. Our oh. breath stank when we left. I had chocolate milk, so. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Coat Podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcode.com. Welcome back to the Shortcode Podcast. It's a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine by the students drinking from that fire hose. I didn't write down anything for the intro this week. I am I slacked big time. It's spring uh, break. Before, it is spring break, and that's for, fine. For a few of us. Yeah, yeah I really didn't take it as a spring break so well I, but yeah the spirit is there though yeah, for me a little anyway. bit a little bit yeah 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 let me let me introduce let me introduce my co-hosts before we get too far say hello to md phd student daniel sands hello we've also got m1 faith prohaska hi m2 jacob lamb hello and uh, joining us from the internet m1 jeff goddard Hello, hello, hello. From an undisclosed location. Yeah, he's even got his background blurred because, you know, got to keep that. I don't want you guys to be jealous. You got to keep that shit secret. But yeah, it is spring break. It's also match day. Yeah, there there are people all in the lobby. Infectious energy downstairs. Yeah. The vibes are great. Yeah. We did, I feel, very well this year. We do very well most years. But this year, I feel like in the end, after soap and everything, we did very well. So I'm very pleased about my friends getting their jobs. I don't know how many of them are happy about where they've ended up because I don't know where they ended up. I left before a lot of people started opening their envelopes. But I did bring some statistics for you to look at if you want to, you know, sort of familiarize yourself with what happened. For those of you not listening, or <laughs> I sure hope you're listening. For those of you not listening, you're not going to hear it anyway, so we're not going to address you. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Match Week is the week where people find out whether they got jobs after medical school. And so that's the first day of Match Week, which is Monday. It's such a it, dark it, it, way of putting it. Yeah, it's it, right. It, it, it's true, though. And I think, is it not popular opinion that this is a bit of an archaic system? Uh, well, here's oh, the thing. Oh, you mean having 
you know, doctors' careers decided by the same way we pick sororities. Yeah, you know, may, maybe just a little tinge outdated. You know, may, I mean, maybe look. that's not the best way to determine your future, and also where you move. I feel like it's on a month's notice. Yeah, on a month's notice, and you have to scramble for apartments and houses. I mean, here's how it works: you've done all your interviews, right? Then you and the programs that you have interviewed with, you all submit a rank order list of the people that you want in your program or the place where you want to go for your job. And then it gets run through an algorithm administered by the National Residency Matching Program. And that algorithm probably takes about 30 seconds to run. And then after that, on Monday of Match Week, you find out whether you matched. And if you didn't, then you go through the Supplemental Offer and Acceptance Program, called SOAP. And at that point, you are finding out which programs still have openings and then applying to those programs. And hopefully at the end of the week, you also have a destination. And SOAP is also what I hear. Wait, I can swear on this, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll bleep out whatever's Oh, just like I, all I hear about is it's just a f- shit show. It's, you know what it is? It, I feel like this is an efficient system. The match algorithm is designed to create a, what they call a stable marriage between I mean, they programs. won a Nobel Prize for it. Like it it's a phenomenal algorithm, to be yeah. fair. But it, the problem that I think most people have with it is that it doesn't feel very humane. It doesn't feel very self-deterministic. Is that the right word, Jeff? I'm going to ask Jeff because he knows words. Sure. Yeah. Those are more than one word. So we're going to go with yes. But it, it, does, it feels like a bit of there's a lack of agency there yeah. on the part of the students. Although the match does, the match algorithm does favor students a little bit. Uh, I will say I, I'm a little reluctant to hand my fate over to the algorithm you're, when you're, we start talking about it that way. It's yeah. like the, the problem is that the students are not the ultimate concern for the algorithm. They're a high concern. Like you said, they get priority over the hospital but the ultimate concern of the patients, right? So if everybody is just like, you know, the system before we had the match, it was like an actual shit show. Like people didn't know if they were going to, like hospitals didn't know if they were going to have people or they would start giving offers when medical students were in like their second year of medical school. Yeah, right? it was kind of the Wild West in a lot of ways. Yeah, it was a disaster and it was mostly a disaster for the patients that weren't going to be able to be treated because they weren't going to be residents and nobody knew if they're going to be residents. So the system, it kind of shores up those holes. So in that, I, I'm grateful better. for it. Yeah, like it's definitely better than what was there before for all the reasons that you're saying but i think the beef that students have going into it is not knowing like it's the same gripe that we all kind of have with applying to medical school that you know submit over the summer and then some people don't hear back until a year later of like what they're going to do with the rest of their lives but now you have a month to get there be ready to work and you have absolutely no idea where you're going. Also that they run the algorithm and they're like, well, we know, but did you match? Figure out Monday. And it's like, you know, tell me. Yeah, and that's like, if we're going to talk about it being so efficient, it's just like, you should know immediately. It's Well, I think they want And they're like, yeah, you did it. And you're like, okay, well, where? Yeah, and and I think we're talking about focusing on the patients, you know. I don't know how great doctors are going to be off if they are rushed with just a month to spare. I mean, I think... Well, let's face it, you guys are you M four is going into residency there I mean it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a little bit of a shit show for, yeah, exactly. for a little while. Not in the sense that people will not you be well taken care of, but in the sense that, you know, you know, interns barely know, I think, enough 
We should medicine. do everything to make it less of a shit show. Though. Yeah. Well, look. I'm for that. Like, I would definitely love if, you know, it takes 30 seconds to run it. Just, like, give us the results immediately. That would be reasonable. But I'm also biased on the housing thing because, like, I'm in New York right now. Like, finding housing in New York is, like, you know, if it's on the housing market for more than a week, it's probably not a good place to live, right? So we, things go quick here. I'm not really worried about it. I'm only having a month to find a house. I'm just kind of used to that. I guess it's probably different in places like Iowa. Things like a Big Ten college town longer. where most people sign leases a year in advance? Uh, yeah, yeah that's, That'll that's, do it. that's different for me. That's fair. I think some programs in New York, but certainly not all of them, offer housing for residents, I think, yeah. if I recall. A plug for Cornell, please sponsor us. Their residents get subsidized housing right on, like, I think it's on Fit, which is, like, overlooking Central Park. It's Amazing. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So anything jump out at you for those statistics? I think they line up with like the goals of CECOM from like what I remember from applying, like seeing that about 40% are entering primary care and the majority of people are staying in Iowa. The sounds of paper flipping through the microphone are really interesting. That's fine. Well, ASMR, goodness. Yeah, that yeah. that num percentage of people going into primary care, I think it's actually a little bit lower this year. And I think that might be a correction. Last year it was kind of high. But, you know, that's a thing. Every year it's a little bit different. I like that a lot of people are staying in this area. What, about a third going to Iowa? Another 20% of the student body staying in the states that border Iowa? That's probably a good thing toward CECOM's mission of trying yeah. to take care of people in this area. That's the goal. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't be me, but I'm glad that people are doing that. You're glad that someone else does it so you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's... You get me. I feel like in general, like, the people I talk with, like, if they're from out of state far away, they don't want to stay here. Yeah, well, we have a... Yeah, we have a minimum number of Iowans to take in, and that's why. All the Southern yeah. California people, like, when it was beautiful and gorgeous in August, were like, you know what? I really like it here. Like, it's really nice. Like, the yeah. people are wonderful. And that first snowstorm hits. And they're like, I don't want to be here after graduating. Yeah. Maybe, Cannot do yeah. I mean, it really not strong enough. hasn't been that bad. And again, I'm not, like, completely SoCal. I, I used to also live in Connecticut. So I had some prior experience. Did you live in bougie Connecticut or did you live in... Uh, Isn't all of Connecticut, Connecticut bougie I mean, it's Connecticut? like... No, no, it's like you, you go up into... New, like, uh, you know, Groton, it's like... Oh, yeah. That's like... There's a... a mystic. A, a submarine base, I think. Yeah, there's Groton. a submarine base. It wasn't exactly bougie <clears throat> Connecticut. I mean, yeah. definitely a little bit bougier. Now, like, I have reflection on my past. I'm like, <laughs> you know, we were not like pour off so i was like yeah I but just, not my, like my uh, entire understanding of connecticut is the gilmore girls so yeah i no, You're i was i was not living like that i was not living in like a uh, new haven you know like or what you new know? haven Stars new, wait new haven is not new bougie. haven is not bougie god damn uh, it. new canaan <laughs> yeah new canaan stanford yeah those, those, yeah, th those nice bougie towns yeah that have like everything perfect and then you know like, oh, how to get all this nice. Don't look at the exploitation. Yeah, let's not look too closely. Any, do, do, You guys are mostly pretty young as far as in terms of determining what your specialty will be. But there is, there are, uh, there, there are tables there that show specialty results. Damn, well, pathology looks like if you're a U.S. applicant, you can just, like, shoot yourself in. I think, yeah, 99% yeah, of MD seniors, I believe, match to yeah. path. So that, that's not bad. Those 
Not bad numbers, not bad odds there. What does it say for emergency medicine? Yeah, emergency like medicine had over 500 spots yeah, on yeah. Monday. So, I mean, a lot of people could have soaked into them. Yep. But still, 500 was... Uh, yeah, there, there was a bunch that of... That was scary. I think there were a bunch of new emergency medicine programs this year. So that probably explains that. Oh, yeah. That jump. But yeah, this was your year if you're going to... And last year, I think emergency medicine was competitive. Surprisingly competitive, I think. Wasn't well. Last year they had two hundred something open spots. Oh, is that right? Maybe yeah. I'm thinking of. I, I follow some emergency medicine department people and on the twitters. On the Twitter, they were all a flutter this week. So yeah. Where are you going there, Faith? Oh, she's got. She's doing the med student thing. She's getting out of <laughs> highlight. Hi, ladies. Um, I think I'm more accurately doing the MSTP thing, but. Just, is, is that the MSTP thing? I mean, Damn. that's what I commonly blame a lot of my like anal retentive tendencies on, or oh. just doing too much all the time is just on MSTP. I feel like Daniel might be your polar opposite. <laughs> Me, my, my, my standards have started like, Ow! you know, just because PhD life is like hit like a train. Right, right, right. This is start, and then this is the progression through. <laughs> I mean, I think um, also the pandemic did a number on me. Like, it was just zooming into classes all day and i realized like wait a minute i'm doing okay yeah da- daniel is if i were just <laughs> listeners daniel's uh, new here you haven't met him before yeah i would up? say that daniel i would say that daniel is the chaotic is the chaos side whereas faith is more of the controlled side of the med student MSDP brain, do you think? That was quite the euphemism, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I was stretching a little bit. Stretching. Yeah. On it who? takes all kinds. It takes on all who? Kinds. Yeah. You can be chaotic too and be an MD PhD yeah. student. Yeah. yeah. What up? Join us. Nature. Yeah. Just right now. What's that? I have uh, a chaotic nature. About... Just numbers right now. So okay. I'm analytical in the numbers. I don't know why, but and we haven't known each other all that long, Faith. <laughs> but I do feel oh, like dear. I do feel like you might be one of those people who is like knows what she's knows what she wants, knows where she's going, has a plan. Surprisingly, that's all, probably also me. Oh, First okay. off, I don't like being called out. I don't know. There's what nothing wrong with having audacity a audacity you have to just call me out on a recorded podcast. There's nothing wrong with having a plan. There's nothing wrong with it. But I'm not like you psychoanalyzing me. Hey, I have a plan. Recorded me. And I'm the chaotic person. <laughs> You're not being psychoanalyzed right How now. Are, are you being psychoanalyzed? I feel like it a little bit. Let's psychoanalyze Let's Daniel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anybody? Yeah, what up, what up? No. <laughs> I won't do that to Daniel, just to Faith. Because <laughs> I gave you that last jalapeno <laughs> shot, wasn't it? <laughs> this, is your, this is my comeuppance. Well, it looks like over year, the match, the USMDs... It's relatively consistent, though it did go down last year, like percentage-wise. I mean, otherwise, I mean, it is, yeah, remarkably consider consistent. MDs look like they have a little higher match percentage than the DOs, which is silly. And what is that? What ninety-three point seven? Well, for twenty twenty-three, ninety-three point seven percent matched versus DOs. 91.6. So it's a little bit of a discrepancy, but I don't know if that's really that significant. <laughs> it is if you're close. A, I guess it is if you're a DO. Yeah, it is. That This is true. It's like that, that 2% could make or break things, right? Yeah. Shortcoats, we love to hear from you. No matter what. 
it's about. So call us at 347-SHORT-CT with questions, shower thoughts, complaints about your situation, whatever you like. We'll talk about it on the show. Logically speaking, you can't define your self-worth by whether or not you matched or whether you got into medical school or, you know, how many positions down on your rank order list you ended up matching at or anything like that. But, you know, that's kind of a hard. If I can define myself by whatever I want. Thank you. True. I I do always say define your metric, but I hope that you wouldn't. I hope that people wouldn't define themselves by these numbers and these results. And then plug for therapy. Yes. Go to therapy. You know what's, oh, wow. you know what's scary on. for me looking at these numbers is they're entirely useless for what I want to do my career. Yeah, because uh, you're... And it's incredibly unfortunate. Yeah, uh, say again what you're going to... your plan. So for. I'm going to go into preventive medicine. There is officially one, one seat, check it, one seat in the entire country, and it's on that list, of a categorical program for preventive medicine. Is it advanced residency? Most advanced residencies like DERM or anesthesia or something like that, they have categorical programs. So they'll do that intern year where they'll like throw you around the hospital. They're at the same program. And then you just like walk across the hall and like, now I'm in DERM, right? In your second year. Preventive medicine, you basically, you go do a transitional year and then reapply for your PGY2 year into preventive medicine. So there's no LinkedIn program where you're just like apply once and you're done. So that's exciting for me. It says here there's, for preventive medicine, there's four programs. Four? Yeah. Yeah. It's quadrupled. Last year, there was literally one seat. It was at Loma Linda. It was the only categorical program. And they say seven positions offered. Number of programs. I mean, it's medicine-preventive medicine. Well, on this table. Okay. So so there's a couple of different specialties. Oh, okay. Those are are like the joint programs. Ah. So those are people that are going into internal medicine and it's like med-peds. Gotcha. Sorry, James. What were you going to say? Jacob. Oh, oh Christ! But, Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. It says it said this year they have zero positions offered for PGY one. Look at that! And it's that, less than last year. I don't even see it on the PGY two positions. So yeah, it's not even listed. <laughs> good luck. Um, so last year there were six hundred something spots, and like three hundred seventy of them were filled. So a little bit over half, because nobody knows about the existence of this specialty, which is great for me, but. Also kind of sketchy because I don't know like a lot of data on it. It's kind of hard. You're just kind of like guessing a lot of the time, I guess but it's fine. I actually spent some of my spring break lobbying for increased funding for this particular residencies. And it's like it's an accredited residency program. Like there's there've been one at Hopkins for the last 60 years, right? But because nobody knows about it, it's kind of weird. Now, this is interesting, too. A U.S. citizen grads of international medical schools it went up from like 67 67.6 match this year from 61.4 last year it's like a it's a big old jump the uh, important part of the healthcare workforce international medical graduates whether you're a u.s so u.s img is a u.s resident who goes to an international medical school and then there are non-us img international medical graduates who don't come from the u.s and who end up matching in a U.S. residency position. Pretty important part of the healthcare system. They tend to fill a lot of primary care roles. I mean, data are good, but it's also, you know, beyond us for the next couple of years. Not something that I'm super... Right. Yeah. Right. Feel no, that. No point dwelling on it. Yeah, also, these numbers the, mean nothing to me. Yeah, right I'm now. like, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's the yeah. thing. I, mean, I look at these numbers. Right? I look at these numbers. Like, I've been looking at these numbers for years, and I still have trouble understanding exactly what they mean for an individual person and so i think that's probably the dilemma of any of any set of statistics for a relatively large group of people is they're meaningless for the individual 
that like yeah makes a lot of, like if you look at it like the md match rate's like almost 94 percent, right so like if there was a coin where it's like you have a 94 percent chance of success like you seem like yeah i'll, be, down I'll be fine but then there's always the few people who don't match and they have a completely different experience and i think yes. that's like something to always remember it's like you're more than just the statistics like you're you and yep your individual i think a large part those people tend to be and this is based off of internet search i actually have no data on this but this is just me talking <laughs> to people a lot of those people that don't match are people that maybe stretch beyond their their qualifications let's say they're competitive and they are unwilling to consider another option right so if there is even one seat that goes unfilled that means that there was somebody who could have matched but chose not to because they'd rather try again next year and their preferred specialty right so not that i'm saying that if you're like just bound and determined to look at skin for the rest of your life you should just settle for i don't know obstetrics like maybe that's just not for you but yeah you don't want to you don't want to end up in a career that that you're not gonna fully embrace and enjoy exactly but yeah you to some extent a choice has been a lot of times a choice has been made so yeah well if you matched last week i guess when this comes out congratulations and uh, if you didn't match i still love you i still love you keep looking for work you don't have to at this point in the process you you don't have to just be like oh well there's nothing i can do people get people find jobs outside of the match after the match so there you go you've yep. reclaimed your self-determinism i guess and you are not defined by it that's right after all what a computer says that you can do for the yeah rest of and also this is a job it's a job so i think that's always important to bear in mind you guys know Did you guys see the uh, the texas plastic surgeon that like on monday posted a job opportunity she's like if you didn't math you can oh, come you can, here and it was oh yeah you like, can write notes come be a, scri- a scribe position for an md i'm like oh gosh sure that's, yeah that's exploitative that sounds fine i feel great about them as someone who like knows kind of what they want to go into like looking at number of unfilled positions for child neuro neurology peds in general and then peds medical genetics I feel great. That is so many years away. But <laughs> for right now, I mean, NeuroDev Disabilities is so, so small. Like looking at how many programs there are and how many spots that they offer. So the fact that all of those get filled makes sense. But everything else has open spots. So it gives me a little bit of hope for the future. Sure. Knowing that the stuff that, you know, Sure. And one we'll, faith wants to do. We'll check in with you in, in seven years. In a zillion years. Yeah. And we'll see how calm you are then. Yeah. Yeah. Seven <laughs> oh, years. I'm sure, yeah. Plus or minus one. TBD, as they always make TBD. TBD. <laughs> That's the worst. Clicking 2030 is awful. For <laughs> Putting TBD because the system doesn't even recognize that people graduate so far out hurts more. <laughs> I like how they stop cop. They stop increasing the number. Well, because six G twenty thirty, they like believe in you. They're like, yeah, you can do this. This is the year that you're gonna leave. TBD. <laughs> they're like, eventually, we'll see you out. Like, call it a day. Get it figured we'll, out. We'll and figure then, yeah, it out. Twenty thirty. Stopping what? counting she, at M six. Jesus Christ. Twenty thirty. That's like that's it weird to fake. say. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we're living in the year 20... I mean, still 2023. When, when are we going to stop me. saying the 20 part? Like, 
it's 23. What year is it? It's 23. I don't think that I need to... It's been almost a quarter of a century. I don't feel like I have to tell you what century we're in anymore. Should, you know? we, should we? Yeah, you're right. I think we should. St- I mean, I think I mean we, we, are, we are in the twenties. I mean, you know, it, it's very funny that it's like we're replaying a lot of the same stuff from the last twenties. This fits in with I the mean, with the hypothesis that every eighty years history repeats itself. Well, no, it's like what's the Mark Twain quote? History doesn't repeat, but it does rhyme. <laughs> Our episode today is sponsored by Panacea Financial, a nationwide digital bank built for doctors by doctors. Panacea Financial is designed for medical students and residents as it was founded by two doctors that were financially frustrated during their training. Thousands of doctors have used their PRN personal loan to avoid credit cards and have a better way to cover expenses for residency relocation or other life expenses. Panacea's PRN personal loan does not require a cosigner, has no minimum credit score requirement, and has interest rates starting at half of a typical credit card. They also offer a period of no or reduced payments on their PRN personal loan. So go to panaceafinancial.com slash matchday to learn more about Panacea and get other helpful information on matchday, residency transition, and enter their $500 giveaway to those starting residency this year. Panacea Financial is a division of Primus, member FDIC. Thanks, Panacea Financial, for the support. Really appreciate it. Let's get back to the podcast. Let's take a minute to get to know you guys a little bit better. Oh, dear. So you know about these these 36 questions that you can ask your Oh, yeah, the, the ones mate, to fall in love. Yeah. The ones that make you fall in love. <laughs> Let's see if we can fall in love with each other. Yeah, make us fall in love with you today. today. I thought you were just going to ask us what we did for spring break or something. This, this is wild, Dave man. Dave felt a little too targeted when I gave you like, so many Dave, just Dave, awful you wanted to get last this. week, so now you're like, now we need to be nice yeah, to each other. I, this is a part of my long-term plan to make people nicer to me. Oh, oh, I, I thought you were about to say this is my long-term plan to make a polycule or something. <laughs> my Christ, man, what's coming out of that mouth in that next sentence? Okay, there you go. Long-term, I don't want you. you I'm not gonna. Love won't be requited. At least not in the sense that I think the the person who authored these questions, the psychologist Arthur Aaron and others. Oh, my God. And others. I told you, I put in minimal effort in this show. <laughs> so there are 36 questions guaranteed, guaranteed, to make you fall in love with your partner, your potential partner, if you ask these questions. So let's start with this. Daniel, given the choice of anyone in the world, who would you want as a dinner guest? Oh, the dinner guest. Oh, God. I always like dinner guest. I'll tell you what mine would be. Yeah, let's hear yours. I'm going to keep thinking. I think mine would be like Conan O'Brien. I like me some Conan. That checks. Yeah, yeah that's part for the course. Conan O'Brien. I'm predictable. Thank you for <laughs> pointing that out. I want somebody. I want to eat with somebody who's funny. Funnier than me. Which is not, it's oh, not that you, you weren't just going to set up a mirror? <laughs> oh, gotcha. You haven't given me an answer yet, Daniel. I know I haven't given you an given answer the choice yet. of anyone in the world. Living or dead. Uh, Let's living expand or it. Dead. Living or dead. Okay. I mean, I just, I'm going to go with right now. I mean, just because I'm thinking about him. I mean, he's like kind of an old family friend. I mean, his name is Steve, Steve Morris. I mean, I mean I'm just thinking about him because I'm like, I called him recently and I hadn't had time to, you know, properly catch up with him. So, uh-huh. you know, I just uh-huh. haven't seen him in a while. Uh-huh. So, you know, right now... Oddly, that was my answer as well. I was going <laughs> to... Yeah, I know. Also Conan, Steve Morris. Also yeah. Steve, who knows... Yeah, Daniel. no, no. Well, you said anyone in the world. So, you know what? You know, it, it's... <laughs> Why do you want to... 
It's a valid answer. Daniel, why do you want to why do you want to meet with Steve? It's just to no. catch up? Yeah, just to catch up because okay. I've been thinking about him. You know, we Daniel, we that's talk. wholesome. We, Who is we, this we, Steve? Good I said he's an old family friend. He hey, was okay, a really good friend. He was a really good friend of my dad. So like they did let's see, they did their postdoc together, yes. And you know, just kind of like an uncle to me. So okay. right now I am, you know, I was just thinking about him because I hadn't had a chance to properly catch up with him and he and celebrated. Maybe he'd, maybe he'd have some uncleish advice for you. Oh yeah. No, he absolutely right? does. He's great. And it's just like, he got to celebrate my previous birthday with my sister. I mean, we're twins. So, you know, he was with my sister and I was kind of just here. I mean, I had a, a small birthday gathering, but it'd be cool to see him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stop poking holes in it, Dave. Let him enjoy his family friend. You're right. He sounds all right. He sounds yeah. like a good guy. Faith. Yeah. Before you make a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? It depends on who I'm calling. Like, if I'm just FaceTiming one of my old friends, then no. It's Well, it's do a you ever? I think if I, when I was younger and I had to, like, call my dentist to, like, make an appointment or something, then it was, oh, 100%. Because my mom heard me leave a voicemail once. I'm just like, that's the worst voicemail. <laughs> it was so... Oh, wow. It was so scatterbrained of like, hi, well, my name's Faith, blah, blah, blah. And this is my birthday. And this is how you can call me back. And all these things. And oh, yeah, this is why I'm calling. And my mom was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't like when, when you call somebody and you unexpectedly get voicemail. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, shit, I, hoped, I had hoped to have a conversation and now I have to state my business. I was hoping like to a, get, like a normal human. I was hoping to get Lori, the receptionist that's known me since I was little, right. and wouldn't know exactly why I was calling. And yeah. I got some weird voicemail. But yeah, like if it's something I've had to, I've been putting off, like making an appointment, then I'll okay. This is what I need to do. Like this is why I'm calling. This is when I'm available. These kind of things. But normally, it's just impulse. But I also think the people I call are like friends from back home that i haven't seen in forever and yeah everyone else i text or do it online i don't call anybody dating to be honest with you oh what no one i i don't call (laughs) i really don't call people holy shit dude i know it's not a great so so when i just called you today you're like who the fuck is this she's well it came up as i had you in mind immediately tries to get him off the phone he's like all right i don't i know daniel Daniel was explaining like why he was late and what was happening and he was driving and i'm like okay daniel okay bye okay daniel i'm hanging up now click (laughs) that's my impulse is to get off the phone as quickly as possible because i don't know i'm insecure about phone conversations i always have been i had to do my i had to at an early age manage expectations for how often i was going to call home not because i don't love my family i do very deeply but you know how often do i have things to say and there's no such thing as a comfortable silence on a telephone you're calling the wrong people yeah, I mean, I try and call people very... I mean, I think that's how I'm trying to keep it. I up. wish I was like that. I like, really do. I cannot... I cannot just text people, and especially over the early pandemic. I said pandemic. I mean, it's still the pandemic. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're okay. I was going insane. I was like, I just like texting people. I'm like, this fucking sucks. Yeah, I, yeah. So I finally got up the gutso to call people. And I'm like, I did oh, speak more often with people. This, yeah. this is great. Why haven't I done this more? It's oh, not I was even, it's not, I had not talked to in years. Oh, yes, I absolutely. Insane. I was like, who haven't I talked to? Who's like an old friend who I want to check in on? Because also it's like, it's like, 
it's an unknown virus it's like i don't know if like and people have died from this people as young as us i'm like yeah i mean i mean i've already thought about my own mortality a lot younger (laughs) but like it was very much facing it like in a large societal way i mean come on seriously yeah for sure it was an existential crisis I just watched Tiger King, so <laughs> three. I don't know. This three years too is late. So chaotic. <laughs> I like it. I, I worked at the hospital. I didn't want to see more people during the pandemic. I was good. Yeah, Jacob. If you were able to live to the age of ninety and retain either the mind or body of a thirty-year-old for the last sixty years of your life, which would you want, mind or body? <laughs> Do I have a neurodegenerative disease? No, you're you're just a person. <laughs> Well, 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 the mind-body duality is not real, so checkmate. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Fate just about damn near spit out her drink. I <laughs> recovered from that. No one noticed it until you pointed it out. I mean, I feel like the obvious answer would be to have a 30-year-old body, 90-year-old brain, right? Because you have all the crystal knowledge. Well, yeah. Crystallized memory. Yeah. Also sure. being young, and hopefully I'm more fit by the time I'm 30, but... The gym is hard in med school. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would go with, I mean, assuming that 90-year-old brain does not mean dementia. Yeah. I'm down with the, I want to be, I want to have a young, younger body than it. What do you think, Jeff? I would much rather have the mind. I mean, I'm going to be honest, I'm I 30 now, and if bodies only deteriorate from here, I'm in trouble. Yeah. But <clears throat> that said, I do not want any kind of mental decline with my old age and you like, Things like your reflexors are slower. Your adaptive memory is slower. Like, I just, I don't want any of that. I'd rather be sharp as a tack. Uh, I want to be learning until the day I die. I don't want any of this, like, I'm too old to learn that new thing. Yeah, Yeah, that's actually true. I do hope that, and you know, I do hope that that I don't start creeping into that territory of not being able to learn new, or not wanting to learn new things, because I think part of it is a, you know, sort of a drive to learn new things. But I'm saying that as a 52-year-old who doesn't really know what it's like to be you know, 90. But yeah, I would feel pretty, it would be kind of awful to not want to expand my horizons. That said, I mean, I also do know, like, I went to undergrad in Utah. There are some pretty popular 90-year-old skiers running around, so uh, maybe I'll just get lucky and be one of those anyway. Yeah, let's see. It makes me this so is nervous terrible. when you laugh at it before you ask it. Like, <laughs> ask me an intimate question, Dave. I'm going to. Do, okay. All right. Jeff. Level. Jeff. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? I actually do. So I talked to my wife about this just the other day. Do you so, want to share that secret hunch? That's a personal. Sure. No. Yeah. I'm down for it. This might get uncomfortable, but go to therapy. You'll be fine, guys. My father died when he was 36 yeah. and he died of a brain aneurysm. And oh, those, oh. there's a genetic component to that. And being over the age of 30 is one of the big risk factors having a an immediate relative that has died of one is another huge risk factor so like i'm already over 15 percent likelihood of dying of a brain aneurysm now at 30 so that one's probably on my mind can't you take a uh, peek in there can't you take a peek in there and to know i mean i guess somebody could but like i'm a poor medical student who's going to peek at my brain for free so does this count uh, you as can get an mri as a part of the research studies that's how i got a photo of my brain i've been so. trying to get into the, all of these research studies that say mri i just immediately Wait, join how, how, and they're like they, ah, they let you in uh, yeah wait how i'll send you the email if you want it yes i would so, because yeah. i'm like they generally don't let us you know 
the Med brains mm-hmm. they into were the- comparing so they were comparing t3 and a t7 mri to see the same uh, person on the same day but they normally don't want most of the neuroimaging studies are they don't want any deviation from normal in your brain so I. If depression anxiety adhd schizophrenia oh, yeah. so screen for that but if they're just looking at they're basically using a bunch of people's brains as a internal controls so they don't care about any of that because they're not using any of the parameters of my brain. They're just using it to compare between the two pictures. I see. So they don't care what they're taking a picture of. So I got to get a photo of my brain. Okay. And I treasure it so much. Thank you so much to the people in PBDB who let me sit in an MRI and play Taylor Swift for me. Shout out you guys. You guys are we real could- <laughs> Hey, we could probably sneak down there. Somebody, we must Okay, know. you can't just operate at a... You can't just sneak. Did you don't just push the button? And no. You just push the button. Hey, it's not really that complicated. Okay, but you can't just don't sneak move for into forty-five minutes. <laughs> I feel like that if you sneak, try and sneak into an MRI. That's how you get like a piece of metal just like flying off and killing you. Yeah, yeah. It was a great nap. I will tell you that. It was the easiest thing I've ever done in this building was to lay down and take a nap and listen to Taylor Swift for thirty minutes and forty-five minutes. That is the dream. Shit. Anyway, that's how I'm gonna die. <laughs> All right. So, so so does the aneurysm count as like the brain of a 90 year old or no body of no, a 90 no, year old? Because you could have that aneurysm your whole life. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, my father, he was 36. Maybe I won't ever have anything. Maybe there's nothing up there. Who knows? Yeah. Damn. Oh, I wouldn't maybe say maybe there's, there's nothing, nothing up there. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's I mean, clearly something maybe, up maybe there. Maybe there's nothing. It's just up a there, whistling you know? hole. Listen, I think there's some stuff up there because you do agree with me. Yeah, and you are talking. You are talking, so. <laughs> I got that one down. Actually, also, this is just making me think of... uh, Have you ever... It's a short story called They're Made of Meat. It's a science fiction story in which it's like two like robots intercept human communications and they're just like thinking about humans it's like what they're meat they're made of meat (laughs) they're thinking meat it's great story look it up if you haven't read it already i think it's like a hank green quote or something that we're just like a meat sack with chemicals yeah yeah. oh yeah i really again hank green another person we should Uh, get on the podcast uh, uh, again again as i said earlier the mind-body duality is fake Shortcoats, if you're enjoying our conversation today, I'd be grateful if you'd let people know by posting a story on Instagram or Facebook or tweeting about us. And don't forget to tag us in your post. Thank you. If you could wake up tomorrow. <laughs> like a, I would like to. That's such a bad. It's like a poorly placed We just pause. went from, do you think you know how you're going to die, to if you could wake up tomorrow. It was a poorly placed pause. That feels like a threat, day. If, if you could wake up tomorrow. Where the hell did it go? Okay. If you could wake up tomorrow, having gained one any one ability or quality, what would it be? Anyone can answer. I'm done picking. I would like to be able to... I would like to have more discipline i think like would be i would like to be able to see things through a little bit better that's a good one that's a good one you've given me something to think about i was gonna i was gonna go with you know muscles but <laughs> I you're gonna say your stand-up routine i want a better stand-up i routine. want some muscles maybe like so an eidetic memory what's that like mm. an eidetic memory it's yeah. variants of like 
photographic memory. Yeah. Does that have like to be make things a lot easier? Like, are we also considering like superpowers yeah. or like yeah. you know what is this in the bounds of reality or is this not bounded by reality? Let's, let's bind it to the real. Okay. Dang it. Can't be the avatar. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna be like, I was like, you know, because if we're talking about superpowers, man, we can uh, we can get separate question later on. We can get real wild with it. Yeah, I wish I had a lot more like charisma and like able to just like win people over. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I also wish you weren't so awkward, Jacob. That would be. That's really actually <laughs> so mean. That's actually a really super desirable you, quality, though. I think it would be so useful. To be able to, you know, be charismatic and be able to communicate to people, communicate with people my ideas and my 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 thoughts about how things should be, and have them be like, hey, you know what? That's a good idea. Rather than what happens now, which is when I say, hey, I have an idea, people are like, okay, that's weird, because it usually is. But how much more fun would my life be if I could convince people to do weird things? No, yeah. I get that. Yeah, charisma is a yeah, it's a ten out of ten quality skill to wake up with yeah could also help me make more friends and get a girlfriend you know yeah <laughs> i was gonna say i wish D- i was a baller D- I wish I was a little bit taller. The world and if i had a girl i would call her <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm just gonna add on to this question yeah please new languages if oh. i mandarin i'm actually my spanish is really improving but it, it, mandarin is just like oh my god i don't even know where to i mean i know where to start but like <laughs> That is something. Yeah, I know, I know, but that's something my tongue will probably never really be able to like work with properly. So, yeah. and it would be very cool to be able to communicate with all of a sudden, like, I mean, a seventh of the world's population. It's like that would be very neat. Yeah, I've also been trying to learn Chinese. I don't know any. It doesn't like when people start coming up to me and they like, start talking to me in Chinese. I'm like. I don't know what you're saying. Thank you for trying, but <laughs> please try again later. I knew it would make all those high school like French classes and then my college Italian class more worth it because I don't I mean, that's why I got a BS and not a BA because I knew my brain is not set up for learning new languages. Yeah. My Spanish three teachers. Because you're more BS than BA. I get it. <laughs> All right. What's the difference here? Cha. For a BS, you had to take more science classes. And for a BA, we had to take oh, two years oh, 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 of a foreign oh. language. And I knew that there was no way that I was getting through two years of a foreign language. Because that's not how my brain is set up. Shout out Senora Diaz in my hometown, in my high school, if you're still there. She had a rule where you could talk in her class as long as it was in Spanish. Like, unless it was an emergency. She wasn't like... If someone was having a medical emergency, you didn't. I am on fuego. Like, puedo ir al baño, por favor. Like, that yeah. level of you need to be able to talk in Spanish in her class. I tried so hard to learn it. My brain is not set up to learn new languages. So, if I could have that ability to just know language or like learn it easier, that would be yeah. the skill that I would That'd choose. Be pretty sweet. Okay, I feel like I know. What maybe the answer to this might be for all of you. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Okay, well, what do you think it's going to be? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. First, tell yeah. us what you think it's Or, like, gonna... write it down or something. Yeah, write well, it down. Well, I mean, I if feel like it's, it's, it's going to have something to do with your career. <laughs> oh, God, no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? No, you have a crystal ball to Jacob know anything? Jacob just told us he wants to know where his girlfriend is. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
So I was wrong. It's not going to be bad. No, nobody was like, oh, that's what I want to know about. That's good. I'm look. I feel like that clarifies for me your outlook on life as being multidimensional. We're well balanced people. Yeah. Okay, I like therapy. that. Thank you. Anyway, crystal ball truth. What do you want? What do you want? I got it right here. Crystal ball. Wait. Okay. Hold on. So, so oh does gosh, the crystal ball give us images, or what was crystal ball doing here? I don't know. What are the limitations? What are the parameters of the crystal yeah, ball? Yeah. What parameters? Crystal ball. Oh, that's a full wizard. That's full wizard. Oh shit! He's got a crystal ball in his hand too. Hang on. It's a little janky. A little <laughs> old. Jack, can you see that? No. Oh my god, this is... I think I killed it. It's so. Wild. So what I have in my hand for Jeff and other listeners is the wizard. It's a piece of a game that apparently is aimed at preteen girlies. And they're supposed to, you're supposed to wave your hand over it and ask it questions. It's like a magic eight ball, but with a wizard inside of it. And it'll talk and it'll give you answers. And I wish... As a former preteen girly, I feel like whoever made that needs to work on their mind. You're supposed to go like, who will be my boyfriend? And it will say, and this is what it sounds like, it'll say, ask again later. (laughs) It's literally a magic eight ball, but voiced by a wizard. Are you there, wizard? Jesus Christ, you didn't get the voice wrong at all. I feel like, you know what, I'm going to get the information that I'm going to get at those points in my life. Okay. And that's going to be... I just don't think it would be useful to know. I mean, what the wizard, you know, crystal ball, like, you know, is it showing me images? Like, what, you know, or is it just giving me, like, text output? Like, what's the crystal ball doing? I mean, it will tell you the truth. Okay, well, well, whatever that means to you, it will tell you. Then I'm asking the crystal ball, yo, where is life elsewhere in the universe and what the hell does it look like if there is? Definitely. (laughs) Okay, but still, okay, one, absolutely. Because, like, I mean, you know, we got here somehow. It's probably happened elsewhere, but, like, what does it look like? You know, it's like, where is it? Where's the closest? There's a pretty decent chance that it's reasonably cellular yeah i know i'm like if it's just gonna show like a drop of water oh my god sorry jeff you're missing dave aggressively smacking and shaking the wizard this is wizard abuse live damn you maybe give the wizard a break he's had a break for a while wizard's done with these questions i I think that's probably the you asked two questions in a row and i think that's what broke it yeah just like one at a time just like like, i'm done that was too existential yeah well 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 well, i got it evidently out of the wizard so at least i got something there's anything about my own future or about myself that i really need to know you would ask about life life outside of us life in the universe yeah where else is anything jeff wouldn't ask it anything jacob I, i would i I would ask it for stock advice. I mean, what's the matter with you people? Okay. Well, that's not about me. Yeah. Yes, it is. If it makes me rich, it's about me. What lottery? Just ask it, like, what what is the next big lotto ticket I should buy? Like, and I don't know. No. Because I don't know how you, how, you know, okay, where should I go? What time? And what day should I go to purchase my lottery tickets? Well, well you know, hopefully, I guess, uh, I guess you, you could ask that. I mean, I don't think it's playing by genie rules. I think it's playing by like you know, it's not trying to you know screw you over here. No, I was thinking more along the lines of like you know, what company should I gamble on in a legal way to acquire great riches? Because I'm lacking in riches. 
Okay, that's valid. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Faith. Everybody else is like, mm, I don't want to know. My, <laughs> I don't want to know what my future holds. I'd like to like it to be a surprise. Guess her. Dopes. I don't know if those I mean, I was asking really, some like, other interesting change in my life that much. You don't think so? Well, like, I sure. Mean, it's if well I had known 135 million, that... there's a hundred percent chance that I would buy the penthouse in the Pierre Hotel in New York because yeah. it's my favorite like dwelling anywhere on the planet. But then I would just live in it. So, like, what's the difference? You know, like I can live not there. And well, it's well known. Fine. It's well known that you know, the, the, beyond a certain amount, money is not going to change your life. So, yeah, as long as so you're basically going to make it better. You know what? Today's episode is also brought to you by The Wizard. The you can wizard. ask him anything you want, as long as you don't ask him more than two questions at a time. Because he will put on you. If he does not answer your question, Dave will beat him. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. That's our show. Thank you, Daniel, Faith, Jacob, Jeff, for uh, joining me on the show today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Dave. And what kind of jerk would I be if I didn't thank you, Shortcuts, for making us part of your week? If you're new and you like what you heard today, follow our show wherever fine podcasts are available. You know where they are. Just go there. If it's not there, let me know, and I will make it there. Okay? I will do it. Shows made possible by the Carver College of Medicine Writing and Humanities Program and a initial grant from the Carver College of Medicine Student Government. Our music is by Dr. Rocks and Chemistry. I'm Dave Etler saying don't let the bastards get you down. Talk to you in one week. Hi, Shortcoats. Look, life in medical education, life in America, life in the world is often difficult. And I often wish I could help. All I have is this podcast, but in my wildest dreams, you have the support you need to lead a life of your choosing. You deserve to be happy, healthy, and successful in whatever ways you define those words. So if you need support because you've experienced racism, discrimination, harassment, mental health crises, I want you to be able to get the help that you need. And so I'm going to put some links in the show notes to some resources that you can use. But the bottom line is that for what it's worth, I see you. I know you're out there. I wish I could do more. Maybe I can in ways that I don't understand yet or know about. But I see you and I'm glad you're here and other people are too. This Shortcode podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and 